Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today's show is going to be a little bit shorter. Um, today was Basketball Media Day, and what that means is basically all the reporters in town go up to Boulder and talk to all of the basketball players. Um, for me, obviously, like I'm up in Boulder talking to basketball players a lot during the week, every week, and so it's not anything too special but uh, here's the plan for today. Um, I had a chance to talk with Eli Parquet. Um, I also had a chance to talk with Frida Foreman from the uh, CU women's basketball team. Um, today's podcast, it's just going to be those two interviews with those two. Um, I think uh, it's like nine or ten minutes with Elijah. It's about 20 minutes with Frida Foreman. Um, and so... Tune in for those, and then tomorrow on Wednesday, I'll be up in Boulder. Um, we'll, we'll see who I get to talk to tomorrow. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be Tyron Taylor and Nico Reed, the the two freshman cornerbacks who will have to step up um, with injuries to Chris Miller and Nigel Bethel. Um, but if that doesn't work out, then I've got Makai Blackman on deck, Mark Perry. So there'll, there'll be some good conversations for you guys tomorrow as well and then we'll really dig into cal and all that stuff over the course of the next couple of days um so there's the plan and here is eli elijah sorry elijah so uh i saw on like the website you're going by elijah now what's what's the reason for that um i've been going by like my nickname eli my whole life so but i'm a senior now so i decided I'd rather just go by my full name now. Okay. Yeah. When did you make the decision? Uh, I think um, back in uh, around my birthday, sometime in September or okay. August. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to your family at all about that? It, no, it just it was just on like it was all on me. I just decided to. Put. Had you thought about it before? Yeah, I've been thinking about it like during the summertime, so I just like decided I'll do it this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, with all these young guys on the team, especially all the young guards, like it's it's got to be different for you from going with from playing with McKinley mm-hmm. to playing with a bunch of guys who are trying to get their feet wet. What's yeah. what's that process been like? Um, it's, it's a lot of like teaching um, times and practice, just uh, getting uh, getting them in the right spots and knowing the right reads and stuff. But um, this is a learning process for them, but. Like close, we gotta. They have to learn quick and uh, grow up quick. So he's got to chip away at it every day. It's kind of different from last year because McKinley, he, he he was teaching us like the reason stuff. So it's pretty much how it is uh, this year. But I think uh, we'll get it. Uh, we'll get everything going. Is is it kind of fun when you're on the defensive side and 
like not not to say they're not like good ball handlers, but they're not McKinley Wright. Yeah. And so to have some of those opportunities, just kind of like show them what college basketball is like, mm-hmm. and what what's going to happen if they're sloppy. Yeah, like in the game, like it's going to happen. So practice, I just try to get them better. I'm I'll be doing me like uh, bad on my part if I'm taking off on defense, and not going hard every day in practice, trying to get them better too. Uh, offensively, uh, I, I think like fans kind of put you in a box. You know, you, you're kind of like a three-point shooter. But then that scrimmage, you see you come out here, your your ball handling more. There's some nice step backs so will fade away. Is that something that you feel like has grown in in your game over the course of like the last year, two years, something like that? Yeah, over the summer I really worked on uh, my ball handling and scoring, like shooting off the dribble stuff, and a lot of um, catch and shoot threes. So. That's still my game, like catch and shoot, lock up on defense. But if I, if I get the ball in my hand, I have, have to play make and make a play. I can do that this year for sure. And obviously, there's probably going to be more of that this year than when you have McKinley right next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that? Do you have conversation with coaches about that? Uh, he just told me to stay um, like ready to make plays for me, myself, and my teammates. So I've just been doing that, focusing on that. He's not done. Um, let's see. So you've also, I, I've heard from some of those guys that they're learning a lot about playing defense from you. Um, is, that, is that something you go out of your way to, to try to give pointers to, you know, Keyshawn or KJ or, or those guys? Or is that just they see it and they pick up on it or they don't? Uh, they pick up on it too, uh, especially from the coaches in practice and stuff. That's pretty much, they drew that into our heads. Like, they got to, that's what's going to get them on the floor is defense and rebound. So, and then I, I try to send them, like, clips and stuff of, like, uh, Marcus Smart or something like that, like, okay. uh, defensive tips that'll help them. And I'll just try to give them tips and practice, too, like getting through screens and standing in the stance, okay. stuff like that. You spend time watching guys like Marcus Smart, then? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I get a lot of my, uh, like, different techniques from them, like, Stealing ball, the ball, like uh, manipulating the defense and stuff like that. Who else? Uh, Drew, Ho- Drew Holiday, for sure. Like okay. he's the most yeah. one I've studied so far. Okay. Do you do that on the offensive side too at all? Yeah, I look, I look at Drew, uh, Drew Holiday's game too a lot on the offensive end because okay. I think he's really underrated guard on the offensive end too. So. Just kind of buried him in the Pelicans for forever. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I also saw you. You have like an NIL deal. Mm-hmm. You're doing some like sweatshirts and t-shirts and stuff. How did that come about? Oh. Um, just uh, talking with uh, compliance people about like doing like buffs with a brand and stuff mm-hmm. and I was a logo I came to my head like a logo so I decided to get a logo and like put on some shirts and get some like motivational like quotes and stuff and get out to um, some like young fans and all that just to be like uh, like inspirational stuff to them mm-hmm. I've heard about the buffs with brand stuff but what's what's it like being in that program it, it sounds like it's useful oh yeah for sure i haven't been to like all the meetings but i've been to some but they're they're really helping us a lot like with uh like some tips to give us like uh business wise and like stuff you shouldn't do and should do and like uh when you're getting deals and stuff so you don't get like hurt yourself on the back end of that yeah does it like obviously that's useful now but like do you think that's the kind of thing that can carry over when you are done playing whenever that is oh yeah for sure like i'll for sure like keep my connections with uh people on the the business stuff on the side of that because compliance they can really help us like with anything especially outside of basketball yeah um going into your senior year i mean does it, it does it feel different 
knowing that like you don't have Kenny, you don't have Deshaun Sean, Jirai, it's not this veteran team that it was before. What what is that like for you going into your senior season? Um, it's just that is like my time on to step up this year because uh it's our me and Evans last year, so it's like put up or shut up this year, so we gotta go out every day and practice and go hard. Make sure we uh doing what we need to do in the games too, so it's on us this year. Do you have any goals for this year? Uh just get some wins for sure. Anything it takes to win, we gotta do that. That's the most important thing. That's how we're going to get back to the tournament. So that's that's my goal. Cool. Um, almost done. Uh, so so you mentioned the coaches really push you to, to play good defense, push everybody, obviously. But for you, when you were coming into this program, that that first, like, whatever is week or month or couple of months where they're saying, like, okay, you got to play good defense. This is what it takes. Is that Was, was that hard for you? Well, like, pretty much everybody, like, coming out of high school, Coming out of high school, you want to like score and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not the case, especially in Power Five. Like you have to play defense to be able to play, because if you can't stop your man, you're not going to be able to a lot. Going to be a liability on the court. So it took me like while to like lock in on that. So when I did, like it's when I started excelling my game. So I, I wish I like did it sooner, but it is what it is. But now like I'm locked in. So I try to tell them that like mm-hmm. freshman, that don't wait. No, you don't wait long like I did to lock in and do it like do it now. Do you enjoy playing defense more now than when you started? Oh yeah, for sure. It's, like people are hyped up like competition, like mm-hmm. they're like the least scores and stuff, but I'm like you have to you have to score on me, so I just wanna lock in on that and lock lock people up. That's that gets me going for sure. They can't score on me and yeah, yeah, that's just that's just a target not a target on me, but I put targets on people like that. I got a guard. So it's got to be fun playing in the Pac-12 because there are some mega guards. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. I mean, Remy Martin leaves and now he's coming back with Kansas yeah. too. First of all, so is that is that useful going through and, and playing the same guy a few times over the course of your career? Yeah, because you know you get to know their game a lot, and then certain stuff they do. And then again, they you play good defense on them, they probably don't like the matchup with you, so they got they got to go through that when they come here. So. I like that on uh, both ends, offense and defensively. Anybody, anybody in the conference now that that you feel like you've had good battles with? Somebody excited to to go up against again? Uh, anybody that's that's top, like my top, I like to go like go at them. I want to guard that person, my like, best person on every team. I like that matchup every time. I don't, I don't shy down from any competition. <laughs> All right. Uh... There was Elijah and all the things that he had to say. Um, love catching up with him for sure. And we'll be doing that again throughout this season, I'm sure, as he's one of the two scholarship seniors on the team. Um, before we get into uh, the, the conversation with Frida, who is from Denmark, which is really cool. Denmark's a really cool place, a place where they uh, drink a lot of beer. Probably not Brackenridge beer, but it probably should be because that's the best beer there is. Uh, we love Brackenridge for a bunch of different reasons, um, including the fact that they help us with all of these tailgates. If you've been up to one of our tailgates in Boulder, you've had some free beers, you've had some free food, and those free beers are all courtesy of Brackenridge Brewery. Really do appreciate all they do for us, and we want to support them too by reminding you guys that if you're looking for beer or seltzers or any of that stuff, go to Brackenridge Brewery. Um, it seriously is the best out there, 
and you will not be disappointed. All sorts of great stuff. The Seltzers are still barely in season. I, and the thing about the Seltzers is like they're low calorie and they taste good. So I guess you can't have them year round. It just feels like a summer drink. So if you get another warm day, make sure that you pick up some good company hard seltzers from Breckenridge Brewery. They won't disappoint you. Also, we've got some smoking hot October deals from the one and only Solace Meds. This is the premier dispensary, and it's always hooking it up for basically just our listeners. Um, they, they have incredible deals every month at their four convenient Colorado locations. In Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one that's just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. Um, all of these items, or I guess more like brands, are 25% off. Dixie Gummies, Solace Bars, Solace Sticks, Mile High Extractions, Summit, 1906 drops, all 25% off all of October. Also, for Halloween weekend, the 30th and 31st, the entire store is buy three, get one free. Plus, on the 31st, on Halloween itself, you can get a goodie bag with the purchase of $50 or more. Plus, if you head into any location, you can get a free Solace Bar because you listen to this podcast. Um, You can also get a, a King Cone if you prefer that. Um, all you got to do is mention the DNVR20 code. That's any location. Just go in, mention DNVR20, and you'll get that free Solace Bar King Cone and 20% off. And remember, that 20% off is combined with the other deals. So say you're into the Mile High Extractions, go get 25% off on those, and that checkout, get another 20% off. Um, easiest to order online, go to solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Use that code, get that free stuff. Um, or I guess cheaper stuff, plus the free King Cone and all that, um, you seriously won't be disappointed. All right, uh, and here is Frida Foreman. We're good? We're good. Okay. All right, I'm here with uh, Frida Foreman from the CU women's basketball team. And uh, first of all, Frida, how's, how's it going? How's media day been? Um, it's going well. It's really nice to have media here. Mm-hmm. I've never really seen any of you in person. Mm-hmm. I've only seen you on Zoom. So it's nice to like, you know, just feel the excitement about the team. And uh, yeah, it's going great. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be weird. Like for your freshman year, I mean, for people who are listening, we'll get into this later. But Frida is from Denmark, which is a long way away. But, yeah. but to have like your first experience playing college sports be during the pandemic, like that has to be really strange, right? Yeah, for sure. That was very strange because, you know, you come from home, you don't you leave everything behind. You have mm-hmm. to get, you know, new friends, new coaches, you live in a new place. And then also for everything to be online, it's just so strange because I felt like I was here. But then again, I know like I knew I didn't have the full experience. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's just so nice. This year's been so much better. <laughs> Do you what, what about like just going to class? Like, how has that been? Being oh, in yeah. Person? No, it's been so great to see other people than athletes. I've only seen, you know, the other basketball players, volleyball players in the mm-hmm. building, you know, maybe some other athletes where we go to eat. So just like seeing the normal campus life and meeting my professors and all that. It's just been it's just nice to get out of your house, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really good. Just like for mental health, I think this mm-hmm. year's been much better. Um, yeah. So my sister is in college and mm-hmm. she did a study abroad year in Denmark. Oh, really? So that whole that whole pandemic year last year, she was over there. Yeah. Just kind of like the exact opposite of you. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, from her perspective, like, first of all, she says Denmark is pretty weird compared to, <laughs> compared to the well, United I States. I think the United States is pretty weird compared to Denmark, so <laughs> exactly. that's fine. Well, what are the big differences, though? Just, like, being over here versus over there. I mean, Denmark's just, it's a very small country, mm-hmm. and everything's just smaller. Everything here is so big. Every I don't, I don't know. There's just, um, there's a lot of things you need to get used to that you can't really explain. Like, you don't know what your culture is until you meet something else and you see something mm-hmm. else, and... I mean, it's not like I'm, I've seen a lot of American TV shows and, you know, yeah. all that, but it doesn't really compare when you're here. Um, and there's just a lot of things. I guess like, you know, the food and, you know, the way you talk to people, you know, mm-hmm. everything's just different. Um, but I mean, now that I've gotten used to it, it's hard to pinpoint. But there's definitely a lot of just like culture shock, I guess, when I got here. That's... Yeah. Um, that affects you in a weird way because it's not evident at all. It's just kind of in those little everyday experiences all the time. You feel kind of like, mm, mm-hmm. that was weird. Um, <laughs> but then you get over it and then you get used to it. Yeah. So, yeah. You feel like you've gotten used to it for the most part by now? Uh, I think so, yeah. And I spent a lot of time also last year talking to my other Danish friends who are in other colleges. Okay. Uh, we're actually going to play one of them, Marquette. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so... Just talking about, oh, like, yeah, my roommate behaved this way. Oh, mine did too. I guess it's just the way they do it here. You <laughs> like, know, instead yeah. of being frustrated about something, just talking about um, that we had, like, a shared experience, that was really nice. What, what kind of stuff is it? Like, what do you have any of details of, like, something that sticks out as just being like, wow, that is really weird? I guess just, like, one thing was that you can't really go a lot of places without a car here, and yeah. I'm not used to that. Yep. You know, I take the train. I take my bike at home. So I just felt much less independent when I was here. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had to ask all the time for help to go grocery shopping, to go do anything. Mm-hmm. That's That was not really my style. Who I did guess. you ask? Well, then I my um, my teammates were just like, you can yeah. ask any time. <laughs> Anybody in particular? Um, well, I mean, I have my roommate Kylie, of course. Okay. Like, she was helpful. And um, I mean, a lot of people. I hung out with a lot of the freshmen also last year in my class. Um, we tried to help each other as much as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, still, I mean, I like to eat fresh vegetables and stuff like yeah. that. And a lot of people didn't really understand. So if I wanted to go out <laughs> to eat someplace and maybe not everyone wanted to eat there. But then I bonded with uh, Zuza, who was here last yep. year, and Charlotte with that, you know. So yep. I found my ways. Huh. Yeah. So, so why did you want to come over here in the first place? Oh, because um, basketball is not very big in Denmark. So the mm. next step is either to go pro in Europe Mm-hmm. Uh, which is hard when you want to take an education at the same time or to go over here where you know you can take your education and you have so many resources, you have everything you need. Yeah. Um, so it's a very popular route to take for Europeans in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I wanted to go to just America in general. I didn't know there was so much <laughs> like a difference between where you are in America. I, know, I found crazy. out about that later. I know. Like my sister was yeah. talking like her... Her boyfriend from Denmark mm-hmm. is going to come visit for Christmas. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I'm from Montana. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, so we'll meet in Montana and then we'll just go to New Orleans. It's like, well, actually, that, that's actually, like way, way, way over there. Might as well be its own different country. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. very strange. I think Denmark, I mean, it's so small. And I think the amount of people that live there is similar to the amount of people who live in Colorado. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just so different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I, I mean, my family's coming to visit here uh, for Christmas, and it's okay. going to be so much fun to show them because, you know, 
they've been on the East Coast and the West Coast. We mm-hmm. had a road trip when I was like 10 years old. Where we drove from mm-hmm. New York to LA. Wow. Which when people in LA saw our, our uh, license plate from New York, they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you do that? It's like, well, so, um, I mean, we've seen a lot, but mm-hmm. still when I had to make the decision on where I wanted to play, it was like, I didn't know the difference yeah. between Wisconsin and Colorado. and Because you, you know, didn't get a chance to visit any of these places. Yeah, luckily, um, oh. because I took my visits in 2019. Oh, okay. So that was before COVID. Of course, yeah. Which was awesome because then I was, uh, I took my visits with my parents and, you know, could see everything. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of like my teammates from national team at home who mm-hmm. are here now, they couldn't do any of their visits. And it just makes such a big difference because you can't really... You can't just get the feel for it, you know, from afar yeah. like that. It's Especially hard. coming from Denmark. Yeah, no. like it, it's not like being like from me from Montana. It's like I don't really know exactly what Colorado's like, yeah. but I know it's America. Yeah, I know, I know exactly. Like and you know how a college campus looks in general. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know that at all. Huh? That's gotta <laughs> be so crazy. Um, yeah. So your your parents didn't get a chance to come down during the pandemic, of course. So this will be the first yeah. time they get to see you play here, right? Yeah, yeah. It will be really great. And they're very – I mean, I don't know. There's, like, some videos out with my family last oh, I saw. year. Yeah. They're, uh, <laughs> they're very excited about everything. Mm-hmm. I come from, like, a basketball family. So, yep. um, yeah, I'm excited they're going to come for Christmas and watch some games and stuff like that. Yeah, there it's was the, the video of your mom on the sled. Oh, yeah. The, the Norwegian flag. That <laughs> the was Danish flag. The, oh, Danish you're flag, good, of course. Good. It's yeah. okay. Uh, yeah but yeah but but yeah so she, she was on the danish national team right yeah yeah she was in um the late 80s that was mm-hmm. actually the last time we had a national team really and then uh the danish federation cut it for a long time mm. they and they cut both senior national teams and then they started the men's national team and then we pushed for a women's national team and had like a crowdfunding um really? for yeah because our federation uh said they didn't have the money which they do now. <laughs> um, so, so I got to play uh, two games for our national team uh, before yep. I went here. That was really great. And they're going to play some games here in November, like qualification stuff for European co- like championships. Okay. So, yeah. So what, what do you like? What is your future? Like, are, are you planning on when you're done, like go play pro in Europe? Like, do you have interest in staying in the United States when you're done? Obviously, you've got like at least three years left before you have to make a decision yeah well i'm gonna stay here for as long as i can play here Mm -hmm. um and then i definitely want to play pro so i'll see where that takes me um but i mean europe is a great option because it's and i also like how they play in europe a lot i don't know a lot of americans probably don't see euroleague basketball or like watch any european basketball but um it's very fast-paced, very team-oriented, very pass-first yes. um, kind of game. And um, I think I would fit into that very well. Um, but, I mean, it's in the future. I just yep. I want to keep playing so I can keep playing for my national team. Yeah, so Nikola Jokic obviously mm-hmm. plays here. And so because of him, I know at least me and I think some other people too, we have kind of like explored European yeah. basketball and the differences just because he forces you to because mm-hmm. he plays like that and it works here. Right. Do, do you feel like it's valuable to have that background being from that past first space and, and then to come here where and not to like, I don't know, like it's all about jumping and like deep three point shooting and, and those sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, I think um, that both like Kola Jokic and like Luka Doncic, a yep. lot of other European players show that I think that just we have a very wide skill set in Europe and it's very valuable to just um, being able to do a lot of different things at once and especially passing. Um, And I think that here, uh, 
just the way that America kind of the whole culture is, it's probably just more individualized, like one-on-one yeah. -on -one based. And then when you go to college, they, they try to put all this one-on-one -on -one into like a system because, you know, you have to do that. And I think in Europe, you don't really need that system that much because you kind of just learn the game and you just read off each other. I think that's what our coaches want us to play. Like they really try to emphasize just reading and playing mm -hmm. basketball. But at the same time, you need some sort of structure. So it's a balance. But I think it's really good for me to have this with me and other European players too. Yeah. How much of a yeah. shock was it just basketball wise to come join a, a program like this? Oh, I think there were so many things like mm -hmm. where to run in transition and like all the plays you had. I mean, we had what, like maybe five plays <laughs> on my team in Denmark, <laughs> on the national team. Well, on national team, you have a month to get ready. So you can't put in 50 plays, you know, yeah. all the scouting, uh, especially is much more. Um, so I think just like all the details, um, because that's like you have a lot of coaches who get paid to do this and mm -hmm. it's their full time job. I've had coaches that it's their hobby, you know? Yep. Uh, so yeah. that's just how it works. You play because you want to and your coaches coach you because they want to. And the amount you get out of it is the amount you get out of it. You uh -huh. can't really do much more. So that's why I wanted to go here too, because I knew that I would be surrounded by people who wanted as much as I would and mm -hmm. would be as serious. Um, but then it's, of course, it's more of a shock when you come here and you see, oh, you're not the best player on the team and you're mm -hmm. not the most serious. And, you know, um, but I love that. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like all day basketball too. I and, and mm. class. That's the other oh, part. Oh yeah, and class. But yeah. but there's like working out every day. There's practice every day. There's meetings. There's obviously going to class all day and getting an education at the yeah. same time. That's got to be kind of overbearing. Yeah, it's a lot more than I mean at home I, you know, came in 15 minutes before practice, practiced for an hour and a half, did mm. lifting myself cuz I was the only one doing it. <laughs> um and it's so much different here, you know, but um, I really like it because I know that they're going to, you know, do what's best and really try to maximize our potential. And it's not just in my own hands, but it's in, mm -hmm. I have people whose job it is to yeah. make me better, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, going through last year, I mean, obvious, obviously the, the game that stands out is the win against Stanford. You mm -hmm. know, just being a part of that and seeing all of I guess there there aren't any fans or anything which changes changes <laughs> what know, an upset like that is like. That, that would have been nice though. It would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's still got to be a lot of fun to to, to have an experience like that and, and beat a team like that. Yeah. No. It was it was awesome. I was, I mean, not in shock because when you just look at beating Stanford, we're like, oh yeah, we can beat Stanford. But yeah. when it you know you've been whole, close a bunch of times before. Exactly. But just you know, again, culture here is hyping. You know, you hype up a lot. So yep. it's the number one team in the country. All that yep. stuff. And it just goes into how great it feels to then be like, okay, we can do this. Like, it's just a number. It's just some hype. It's not, it doesn't mean that a team is unbeatable or mm -hmm. untouchable. Um, so, and also at home, I think it opened a lot of eyes to like how good actually our women's basketball team can be, yep. um, which I think was really good. <laughs> how excited are you just to have fans? Oh, so excited. It's going to be so great. Yeah. 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 That's going to be so much fun. Especially, especially because I think people are pretty excited about where the program is at this point, too. You know, mm -hmm. the, what, I mean, it's been three, four years since there were, like, the real down years. And ever yeah. since, you guys have been really competitive against just about everybody you've played. But, but now it's kind of like, okay, let's, let's see what yeah. can happen. And do you guys feel that sort of excitement inside the program, too? Like, at practice and in the locker room? I mean, room? yeah, definitely. Like, I think now our expectation isn't just to get by, which I think it was before. Mm -hmm. Uh, like a couple of years ago, as you said, um, 
and now our expectation is just to win. Our expectation mm -hmm. is to be not just win, but like really perform well every time because we know we can do that. Um, so I think this year is going to be very important to us because we have that expectation and we know we can do it. And then it's just about, you know, doing it and being disciplined about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what was it like just traveling last year? Obviously a little bit different with, with COVID, but for somebody who's not from here, you, yeah. know, you get the LA road trip, you get to go out to Arizona, you get all that kind of stuff. That's be pretty um, cool. It was cool, but I would also like to see those places for more than just my hotel room. That's you know, fair. I was yep. looking out the window. <laughs> like, ah, oh, that would be like the Staples Center right there. I could, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Did you watch much basketball at home? Oh, yeah. Like, no. Just with the Staples Center reference. Like oh, the yeah. Lakers, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a family where, like, every morning is NBA highlights, WNBA highlights, because, uh -huh. you know, it's at night in Denmark. So, oh, of course, uh, yeah. Even just, like, football highlights, too. I'm not, uh -huh. I mean, I don't totally get football, but I think more <laughs> than a lot of other Europeans do. Okay. So, just from that, I'm very just, like, yeah, I've watched sports like NBA, WNBA my mm -hmm. whole life. So. Have you gotten to an NBA, WNBA game yet? Uh, I've only been to an NBA game. Okay. Uh, not in WNBA, but that's on my bucket list yeah. for sure. There's no team here. There's no team here. I, I don't know. know why. So I'll have to figure out how to do it, but I'll 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 figure it out some way. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Do, yeah. do you have a favorite team? Uh, Chicago Sky, and they just won. Okay. So they did. yeah, no, that was really great. Yeah, I love the Chicago Sky. Yeah. It seems like people are starting to really buy into women's sports, mm -hmm. like in a way they have in the past. And I know obviously from Denmark, you have a little bit different perspective on all of this, Yeah, but, but it's still got to be cool for you to see that, that people do pay attention to the WNBA. They do pay attention to like the NWSL and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's so great to see that finally just, it's not just, Oh, you're good as a women's athlete, but you're just mm -hmm. a great athlete. You know, mm -hmm. it's not that, but, and I also think that, um, you know, our women's athletes are like, they're really good at putting some important issues on the map, mm -hmm. uh, just with like equal pay and um, our, the WNBA has put so much into social justice. And mm -hmm. I think that um, that's something that female athletes probably do better. <laughs> also because yep. there's not as much money and it is more just about, um, you know, it's just about a culture. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. And I see it at home too with our women's national team really getting big now and huh. you know we got supported by just the people in Denmark not our federation so mm -hmm. it's kind of different um and I really like that atmosphere yeah 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 it is cool and I think I mean part of it has to be just because like you know you, you see WNBA players put that stuff out there it's because up until like two three years ago there was very very little support for the WNBA yeah. And so they've kind of lived through those sorts of things. And then you see like the equal pay fight in soccer. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's something that happens just like in businesses everywhere. So it feels like that sort of push, but it's something that they yeah. have lived through and they have experienced in a way that like an NBA player, you know, I guess I mean, maybe you do see it with like the social justice type of stuff where, yeah. you know, obviously a, a lot of them are black. And so they have lived that. But some exactly. of the other stuff, you know, they, they don't pay as much attention to like that equal pay fight. Yeah. But it has sure. been good to see people stand up and, and say something about all that. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, it's about all that. And it's also just about enjoying watching some good basketball, enjoying watching yep. good soccer. We've had a home, like our, our men's soccer team is like gods in Denmark. It's oh, very, yeah. this heard. summer was crazy uh, <laughs> and it's a great atmosphere, yeah. but then I would like to see the same for our women's national team. Cause they're very good, if not even better. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, it's starting to get there, but you know, uh, progress is made. I just like it to be a little faster, but it's definitely nice to see just like 
in all different sports and in different countries. Sure. Did yeah. you get home at all since the end of last season? Yeah, yeah. So I went home um, in April, actually, and did my classes from home because they're all online. Uh, okay. And then yep. I went back here uh, to our summer practice in June. In June. You weren't back for, like, the soccer run then? Yeah, so I watched the last couple of games over here. Yeah. Yeah, I had to, like, share my excitement with the team because I was like, I need <laughs> someone to put this on. It's so weird to be alone with it because back yeah. home, everyone's out on the streets in Copenhagen just, mm -hmm. like, waving the flag, and I was just here in my Denmark T-shirt just alone <laughs> with it. But uh, Did you get anybody on the team to buy in? Uh, I was just – I mean, I watched in the locker room once, I remember, and Tam was there when okay. uh, my team scored against England, actually, in oh, the semifinals. Yeah. And I think she saw my excitement, and she was, like, jumping with me and stuff like that. <laughs> it was nice. Huh. And then everyone, like, after we lost the semifinals, they were like, are you okay? Are you doing okay? I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is just a totally different culture. I mean, mm -hmm. what, what about just relationship-wise? You know, you come in and obviously it's a team with a bunch of different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Like there are other people who, who have the international background, but d d was it was it tough to kind of get to know people from here? I think I was just very self-conscious about the whole like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm not American. I knew like every time we had to do something, eat, go somewhere, whatever, mm -hmm. there would be something that I would be like, that's different from back home. And it, <laughs> it's weird because you feel like it's it feels important to say it because it's your experience. But I also mm -hmm. know that my teammates like they don't care where you're from they just want to hang out do whatever yeah. but you just kind of always feel like you know like some movies i haven't seen or you know whatever it is uh -huh. um and i i think that's why i bonded really well with zuza and charlotte last mm -hmm. year just because it was easy uh to kind of know that oh you know some stuff i don't know it's fine we're mm -hmm. not from the same place and even on our team people are from the different places in the states so mm -hmm. um i think like after i kind of relaxed a little bit and just like was trying to um, not think so much about fitting in or whatever, because yep. I'm very much a people pleaser, so just <laughs> didn't want to be any trouble for anyone. Um, it's been like easy to have a relationship with my team, and they're all really good at understanding and just um, checking in on each other and just, you know, I mean, we have fun regardless of where you're from. It doesn't really yeah. matter like that uh, once you play basketball. So Awesome. Um, yeah. I think that's all I got for you. Cool. Yeah, thanks yeah. for doing this. Yeah, we'll do it you. again sometime.